Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Live Podcast. This is episode number 39. I'm here wow. with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. What's going on, Ben? We're cool. full of food. Full of food, bro. Yeah. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting. When you have, you know, uh, whether it's a Spanish name or a Spanish word, you can totally change change it by where you put the emphasis. So, so a lot of times, you know, you'll see the Mexican word has a, or sorry, not Mexican word, Spanish word, my bad. Oh, oops. <laughs> Bleep. Um, and, and it has a little accent, and that's where mm-hmm. you're supposed oh, to squiggly. Put, you're supposed to put the stress over that, right? Well, the squiggly is the is the enye, right? Oh, yes, correct. It's the enye, but the the, the little uh, the accent mark is where you put the. So, like for your for Mendez, it's Mendez, right? Not Mendez, right? Because it could change right. it, right? It's like my. my it's last on the end, I believe, or the e. It's on the e. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so you pronounce it like with the S at the end, right? Mendes. But it's spelled with the Z. Yeah. Mendes. Yeah. Right. If you're being right, fully yeah. proper, real Mexican yeah. property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, I heard about a kid in school that was uh, doing Spanish homework, and he put just wrote everything in English with squiggly and accent marks, and uh, he's getting an F in Spanish. <laughs> I'll tell you his name after we're done. <laughs> it don't fly, Ben. You know what I mean? It's not the same. It's not Spanish. Uh, it's, it's not. Spanish. It's English with squigglies and uh, <laughs> accent marks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a different language altogether. I don't know, man. I have a friend. His name's Greg. And I call him Gregorio. So, you know, that's the same thing. So we're going on that Grand Canyon hike tomorrow. So that's Greg. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a little carved up now. We had we had some. Uh, well, I had pizza tonight. You had you had wings. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was a, a lot better, but it was just less carbs, I would say, you know. But still, still deep fried. but Still deep fried. Yeah. For sure. It was, but it's, I can smell it on my fingers still. <laughs> I even washed them, but man, it still smells good. Oh, yeah. But our favorite place so. turned into a different place, and it's even looked different today. And it was, I noticed they even changed the menu from the first time we went because some of the descriptions actually were alluding to previous Graziano stuff. Like, you know, like I think the clam chowder said something like, this is the OG recipe or whatever. That's not there no more, bro. They used to have clam chowder, though? I don't know. I, that I didn't notice if they took that out completely. We did notice what they didn't have on there. The bomber. Yeah. No Philly cheesesteak. But I will say, I will say this, you know, uh, we, I, I took George there, uh, I think it was yes, yesterday and, um, <clears throat> we went to, to Poppy's as it's called now. And, uh, I tried to open the door and it was locked. And so the owner opened the door and he was kind of looking at me like, well, what do you want? Like, well, we were hoping to, uh, food. hoping to eat. Yeah. Uh, food. <laughs> I just, did, I, I didn't look at the, the hours on the posted on the, on the, on the glass there and they didn't open until 4 PM. So I thought, well, you know what? I was like, you know what? I've heard, uh, there's a, a Philly steak cheese place just down the way here called Philly Deli. And I told George, Hey, let's just go, let's try it out. And I'll be honest with you. It was cool. It's a cool little, it's got a cool vibe. You know, it's really clean. That's what I liked about it. It's clean. The bathrooms are clean. Everything's good. Um, but the Philly cheesesteak was pretty good. I don't know that it's the bomber, but then I don't know if they're really comparative because it's, 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 it's different. Uh, they have different types of cheeses you can pick. I mean, they've got provolone, mozzarella, different, you know, uh, pepper jack. I ended up getting the cheese whiz. And um, George tried the cheese whiz, too. He was not a, he was not a fan. Not a fan, huh? But I'll be honest. I liked it. I actually would probably get it again. Over I, the mozzarella. Uh, I, I would try the mozzarella. I just haven't tried. Never That's tried what it. we had, right? That's what they had over there. Is it mozzarella or provolone? I'm not sure. Typically, I, I thought it was mozzarella. See, and I thought I'll, they'd always put provolone. I'm not sure, but maybe it was mozzarella. I'll text Keith and ask him. 
<laughs> he won't. It's proprietary, bro. You're not gonna get that. Uh, you're not gonna get that recipe. Well, that's what's crazy. We, the, on our last day there, like the dude gave me his phone number. Like I, I met the uh, you know girl, you know out of the Dairy Queen or something. Like, hey, call me. I may have something coming on. <laughs> so I texted him, seeing how he's doing, and so he had texted me back and said he's doing well. Thanks for reaching out. That's cool that he remembers. I mean. We were there countless times getting bomber plus wings. I mean, that was... Well, the, we saw somebody there tonight that recognized us. That was a past server. A said, long, you guys are not coming on Fridays. I know, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wednesday night. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> well, we'd go Friday nights because that's when they served the bomber. Exactly. After 4 p.m. But no more bomber. Now I know their hours, though. It's, I think it's 4 to four to 8, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday yeah. And then Friday, it's 11 to 8. Yeah. Saturday, 11 to 8. And then Sunday, I will. I will say the the pizza was pretty good though. It, it, they did. I'm pretty sure they changed the recipe. Um, it, the the crust seemed a little bit thinner. They were, they were really light on the sauce, but I'm not a huge sauce guy anyway. It was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the pizza tonight. I wish I could try that, Ben. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Know, yeah. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> but the doctor told me I got to make some changes. No, no carbs. So uh, yeah, generally limit those carbs a little bit. You know, not. Uh, I'm sure the pizza had. I mean, the chicken wings had some carbs, but. Um, had some green beans today, so I think those have carbs too, but those aren't uh, really bad ones. No, no, I don't think so. I was talking to Rebecca, and I said, one time I went there, and I had the full 12-inch Philly and 12 wings. Ooh. Know what I mean? Eey. That's a lot of that's a lot of carbs, and yeah, that's... Love handle A and B, and then the ponsa. <laughs> they all shared, you know what I mean? <laughs> they were all eating good that day. Well, the, well, the Philly cheesesteak at, uh, at Philly Deli was a 12-inch, but it's weird because it was it's a really thin... Uh, you know what I mean? It's not a fat. Is it like sandwich. a French bread, or yeah, it, what it looked like it looked like it. Yeah, and it tasted pretty good. It was it was actually really good. I I definitely enjoyed it. I don't know that it's like I said. It maybe you're you're comparing apples to oranges when you're comparing the bomber to that. It's a little bit different. And they had different types of cheesesteaks. Um, you know, they had like a southwestern version. They had a like a with co- bell pepper and stuff. Or uh, I think it had like some, I think it had chipotle in it and stuff like that. And they they had like a, a Korean one. And you could get like kimchi in there and stuff. I mean, they had some different. It's some variety, you know what I mean? But I probably would just stick with the regular Philly. Just I'd probably try different cheeses just to see how they how they play how they out. Mesh. Yeah, how they play out. But uh, the lady was really nice. I think she was one of the owners, and um, she mentioned they were hiring. And so that's why I mentioned about, hey, if Keith's bored. Well, he <laughs> said he was bored, right? He goes, let me know if you know something. I'm like, I really don't know what he meant by that. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, Keith... Uh, Keith is apparently still in the valley. He's still here. Uh, he's from. We thought we were moving his moving away. Yeah, he's, he, not. he's from back east. Apparently, I'm not sure exactly where. Somewhere on the east coast, Saltyville, <laughs> <laughs> Saltyville, Carolina. But I will say, you know, he he had a pretty good um, salsa recipe. His bomber was was delicious. I mean, I, I mean, he had a pretty good clientele. I mean, obviously, there was people there tonight that knew him because the, the waitress came in saying yeah, she hi was to, greeting everybody. Yeah, she was saying hi to multiple people, including us. Uh, just because she recognizes, but man, I hadn't seen her in in, uh, in in quite some time. She she was one of the older ones, right? The older, I mean, not the older tenured OG, OG one, yeah, yeah, OG yeah ones, like yeah. she was back in the day. Yeah, uh, I hadn't seen her in a while, but uh, she remembered us, I guess. So I guess we were there enough times to uh, impress on her memory. I will tell you a funny story before we get into the podcast. Um, so I told Kate, like, hey, I can't. I saw Waterburger, and I was sad, you know, because I love Waterburger. And uh, I told Kate, like, hey, I haven't been there in a while. She's like, what are you talking about? Like we went there like three weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, that's a long time ago for me. I was once a week, <laughs> once a week visitor over there to the Whataburger. At minimum, right? I At mean, minimum, yeah, once a week. And now I'm put all off the brakes. Yeah, I can't go. Yeah, you know, but that's not a bad thing, and that's probably something I ought to, um, 
look into. I had to probably uh, <laughs> uh, pump my brakes and uh, not uh, not eat at these uh, you know fast food places, and it's probably for my well. But Ben, it's so good. You know what I mean? It's hard. It really is. It's difficult. But yeah. but we, you know, just say no. <laughs> like uh, like back in the <laughs> back in the nineties, you know, just say no. That's true. Like dare, you know. Yeah, like dare. Dare yeah. for food. Yeah. Dare for carbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Drugs. Uh, I forget what they said about it. Yep. So, well, we can uh, we can jump into uh, we can jump into the podcast here um, before we get into uh, the content. Uh, what I wanted to mention is that we have uh, we have a, a fundraiser going on for uh, for a camera, and um, what's really cool is that. Uh, I think I believe Sasso, your your parents have donated, which was really cool. I'm really thankful to that. Awesome. Thank, thankful to them. So thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Mendes, for for your generous donation. But what we do is we have this cool um, little like uh, it's not a temperature gauge, but it's a uh, what would you call it? Uh, like a little ma- measuring thing on our website, and it's uh, it, it kind of has our goal of you know we're, we're trying to raise about fifteen hundred bucks for a camera, and so we. Uh, and it shows where we're at. So we're at 300 right out of 1,500. We're at 300 out of 1,500. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I, I know I mentioned the last podcast, we don't necessarily want to, um, you know, it's not our goal to try to uh, benefit or any, t- any way monetarily from this podcast, but uh, we do have quite a few expenses that were coming out of our pockets. Even currently, uh, we do have to pay for hosting and things like that. But uh, not that I'm complaining, but we, we, we would like to really improve our, our camera situation. And so uh, with that said, you know, we're, we, we have this uh, little fundraiser going on for a camera. Um, so we'd like to solicit and just ask if you'd be prayerful and just, uh, if it's something you feel that, um, could, you know, God's leading you to, to, to donate or, you know, if any amount, um, we would, we would love for you to, to do that. Um, and some of you may not be able to do that and, you know, maybe not monetarily at least. And so we could, we would covet your, your prayers. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really nice camera that we're looking at getting. Uh, we're hoping to to have that maybe within, uh, you know, maybe another month or so. We'd like to to have that as soon as possible, just so that we could um, we could interview. We have we, we have a, a really cool interview coming up here in maybe a couple months. Uh, I'd love to have it by then, but if not, that's fine too. Um, just as I mentioned, just pray about it and see what see what the Lord would lead you to do. Um, so that's a that's abundantlife.fm. If you just go to the website, you click on the donate button on the upper right hand corner. You'll see the you'll see the donation form, but you'll also see the I don't even I still don't know what to call it the little temperature gauge or barometer I don't know <laughs> the barometer I yeah. don't know anyway you'll see how much has been donated you can make a name up for us we'll, we'll use it yeah 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 we'll use it um, I know like when we did we had our church building uh, we had this it was like a mosaic of this cross and so as as you know we were um, getting uh, donations and things for the for the new building uh, we would fill in like little like little blocks i guess little right? tiles or whatever yeah little tiles into the mosaic and so uh at the very end of the project we had this really big mosaic of a really, cross was, right and it was beautiful it was yeah. a really pretty pretty mosaic is it a cross or i think it was a cross it was a cross and then they, what they ended up doing uh is they ended up tearing that apart and using those little blocks i think or no they didn't tear it apart they just used the same blocks and they made little small crosses and they gave them out do you remember that they gave them to I don't think I donated enough to get a, to get a, to get across. <laughs> you had to be a prim, a prime donor. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't code member. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they they gave them out. In fact, I think uh, Brother William was in charge of uh, creating. Those I think he crosses. put that together, right? Well, I think I think uh, Mrs. Shea. Oh, did the tiles? Did the, did the tiles, and she yeah. did an awesome job. They're pretty they, talented, they really cool. People, yeah. yeah, 
pretty talented. Uh, but Brother William, I think, made the little, I think him and his daughters made the little crosses, okay. which are really cool. I think I still have mine here somewhere around here. It's in my desk or something, but really cool. But uh, I, would, any, I would rock that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say is, uh, it, it, would you consider donating? And, and if you do, thank you so much. If not, uh, we, we understand uh, it's tough times right now. Inflation is crazy. Uh, but we do covet your prayers. We'd love for you to, to, to just pray about it and, and pray for us as we continue this. We just we are very motivated by uh, getting the podcast and getting uh, God's word into the hands of uh, people and people around the world. This is cool. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like we're being able to do missions from right from this little podcast studio. Glendale, so, Arizona. Glendale, Arizona. So. With all that said, let's let's jump into the content here. We are going to be talking on the topic of the importance of the church. Um, and the, in the so to, to start this off, I'm, I'm just going to give a little a little intro right before. Normally, we get into Webster's immediately, but I'm going to give just a little little brief intro. And so, uh, what I wanted to say is is the Christian life is is uh, it's not meant to to be lived out in in isolation. And I've heard people say that you know they can worship God from Hmm. from a mountain, you know, away from people. And, and it's true, you can worship God from anywhere. I mean, we're, we're going through Jonah right now uh, in church, and, and uh, Jonah prayed to God from the belly of a fish, and, and God heard. Um, however, you can't simply live like a monk because it's not God's design. Hmm. And so in the last two episodes, we spoke about adoption and unadoption, going from being unadopted to being adopted into the family of God, is, which is what we call the church. Um, and so, like I mentioned, this episode is going to be talking about the, the importance of the church and what is the church. So, Sasso, would you kick us off, brother, with the uh, Webster's 1828? Absolutely. So, Webster's 1828, church, a house consecrated to the worship of God among Christians, the Lord's house. Uh, this seems to be the original meaning of the word. The Greek to call out or call together, that uh, would mean you'd have to you know, be with other people. Denote an assembly, our collection, but Lord, a term applied by the early Christians to Jesus Christ and the house in which they worship was named from the title. So church goods, bona ecclesiastica, the Lord's day, dias dominica, the collective body of Christians are of those who profess to believe in Christ and acknowledge him to be the savior of mankind. So Ben, why do we go to church? Why is church an important part of our lives? Is it because we are bored on Sundays is it because we don't want to sleep in? Um, we just like to go. What, what's what's the purpose? Um, and there's a there's a bigger meaning here. And uh, our key verse for this podcast is Hebrews ten twenty four through twenty five, and the Bible says, "And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works." That means incite to action, mm. um, not forsaking the ins- the assemblings of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, encouraging, uh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So I mean, what does that uh, v- verse mean, right? So the exhortation is to incite uh, by argument or advice to give godly advice um, to each other. Uh, we often see brothers and sisters away from church and they desire not to be accountable or they don't want to be encouraged to do the right thing. Um, and you see, we've seen some that unfortunately have fallen away, just some people that we know um, and then left the church because they don't want to be part of this accountability group that the church provides right if you typically if you're not there for a week or two somebody's falling hey bro are you doing okay where are you at um people don't want to be in that and i would say we are in the last days of this earth we are close to it um people say well they've been saying that for 100 years but i know we are closer today than we were yesterday we know that for a fact yeah, that's true um 
and we are, it is important to, for us to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. in, 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 in the right way. There's a right way to do that, to do the right thing and that we have the godly influence to a lost world around us. Um, I remember there was a gentleman in our church and, uh, he was, he was telling everybody he wasn't going to go to church that night. Um, when we, when we grew up, I mean, it was pretty, you went to church three days, you know, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Wednesday night revival, you went all the time. So this gentleman just kind of just said, well, I'm not coming to church. I'm going to watch Super Bowl." And so, ooh, you know, he's a bad guy for that. And it's funny, um, maybe 20 minutes after church started, he walks in the door. And I'm like, well, I thought this guy was going to watch Super Bowl. I was a little kid. And so being a stupid little kid, I asked, hey, how come you're not watching? I thought you were watching Super Bowl. I was like, like seven or eight years old. He's like, I was, but my TV broke. So I had to come to church. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it's funny, but I mean... We, you know, we talk about that, but it's the church is important, right? And uh, one year I missed the ch- I missed church for Super Bowl, and I was like, I should have went to church. It was kind of boring, and but I promised somebody that I'd watch it with them. And well, and I, th- I think you're you're gonna get to heaven, and you're not gonna think, man, I wish I would have watched Super Bowl, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's gonna be a thought. I, I had a hard time remembering today, like who won, because we were talking about right. NFL, and it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, usually, I mean, I'll catch like maybe the first quarter into the second and then we get out of church in time to see maybe the last five, ten minutes of the fourth quarter. But yeah. I mean, it's 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 not worth staying home for. Honestly, it's no. Not. And then pastor calls out somebody in our church. I won't say his name, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, what is the church, right? What is what is the church? What, is that, what does it mean, the institution? So Jesus instituted the church, right? And we could Amen. say the people are the church, right? We Amen. are the church. Yep. Um, but there is a building, too, that goes along with it um, that they would call a church building. Uh, Matthew 16, 18, And I say also unto thee that, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Um, the Catholic Church uses this verse to say the church was built on Peter, right? Peter's pretty pretty high up there in the Catholic religion. Um, but the rock spoken of is Jesus Christ. It's yeah. not Peter, right? He right. is the rock. Peter right. was feeble man just like we were. Um, a right church can only be built on God and not on man. It uh, can't be built on programs or anything that is not of God. Uh, you see a lot of churches that are big, popular. Um, and my pastor used to always say, I've heard, you know, what you attract people with is what you have to use to keep them. And a lot of it don't have the firm foundation. And a lot of those people have even, never even heard the gospel at these uh, Joel Osteen type of churches. Oh, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that the name Peter uh, or Petros is, is what it means. Uh, it means small stone or little stone or, or piece of a big rock. Uh, and there is a sense which Peter helps to build the church, but the foundation of the church has always been and always will be Amen. Jesus Christ. Second Peter 2, verses 5 through 8 says, You yourselves, like living stones, and living stones mean small stones, right? Kind of like Peter, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. So Jesus not only instituted the church, but he is the cornerstone. He is the cornerstone I've spoken of here. He is he is that cornerstone, it says, where it's chosen and he's chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him would not be put to shame. 
He's the head of the church. He's the he's the high priest. And it even says here that uh, that he's a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And it's true. I mean, if you you go up to somebody today and you try and try start talking about Jesus and, and talk about their sin, I mean, you're you immediately offend somebody with with that. Um, so it's it's true. It's this is exactly true. It's a it's a very true description. Hebrews four fourteen through sixteen. Since then we have a great high priest again talking about Jesus who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast for let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. So let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace grace to help in a time of need. And and again, this is these are just some some really beautiful verses. It's it's just talking about how Jesus he lived as a man on this earth, and he experienced things that I experienced. He experienced the same temptations that I do, but yet without sin. So whenever you're trying to think like, oh, you just don't understand, bro. I got you know I got to sin issue. You just don't get it, or you know Jesus, he, you know he didn't have to deal with this. And no, no, he did. Forty days with no food. Come bro. on. Oh, talk, talk about ultimate hangry, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where you'd eat stones <laughs> right here. Yeah. yeah, so put a four hours and I'm ready. So it's 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 uh, it's very comforting to know that Jesus uh, was tempted just as I am, but yet he he did not sin. But he does. But he understands, so he gets it. He gets it, but he did not sin. So yeah. we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and uh, when we get back, we will continue talking about the importance of the church. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short three-minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasa's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the Fight is a great way to keep God in your focus, and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online. And we are back. Again, just continuing on the topic of the importance of the church. And so, so essentially, uh, the church, uh, as Sasso, you, you mentioned earlier, it's, it's, the, it's the body of believers. It, it's, a, it's a big, huge family made up mm-hmm. of Amen. brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and it is so good to be a, a member of the family of God. In fact, Romans 8, 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as mm-hmm. sons by whom we cry, Abba. Father, we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. We and we're and we're brothers and sisters, and we're all a big, just a big family. And as members of of the family of God, we have the privilege of serving God through ministry. And, and in essence, we are His hands and feet. God can use us, but we must be willing participants walking in the Spirit. And and that is likely a topic for another episode, walking in the spirit. Um, but see, God doesn't need us, but He chooses to use us as as our hand, as His hands and feet, as we uh, submit to Him and as we surrender our lives to Him. Yeah, man, and just like the you know hands and feet, it's part of the one body, uh, which I think you'll get into a little bit later in the podcast. But looking at Colossians three fifteen, the Bible says, "And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body." And be ye thankful. Uh, we are called to be one body and not part of our own groups and cliques. Um, mm. Although it is natural at times, right, to link oh, yeah. with those who are like personality and likes. Like we've hooked up 
Uh, funny, we went to church for several years before we even really talked and kind of hung out. Um, and now we kind of hang out all the time. Um, but hey, anybody's welcome to join the uh, the Abundant Life click over here if you'd like. <laughs> uh, more people, the merrier. The bandwagon's hey. ready for you. Amen. Uh, but all believers have in common being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, we are of the same bloodline yes. when you think of it spiritually, where we can call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Uh, Matthew eighteen twenty four, where two or three are gathered together, my name, there am I in the midst of them. Um, he is in the midst when we meet together, as there are two or three gathered together, we would hope, right? Um, I, I, I believe that's to be true. And man, I just something about a Sunday morning that I just look forward to, um, that I used to fall asleep sometimes in, but now I, I try not to. Uh, try to get some sleep on Saturday, um, <laughs> Saturday night. Um, but it's a time where we can work, we can sing to God, we can pray, and we can listen to preaching. Um, and there's just something about that Sunday morning. I, I remember when we were in the COVID, and uh, we were away from church, and we'd watch it on TV. And uh, Rebecca and I would get up at 9.25, five minutes before church started, be in, be in our jammies, right? And get to get the coffee or whatever, and sit down there and watch it. And it just was not the same, right? There was no other... We weren't talking to anybody. We weren't fellowship with anybody. It was very com- kind of sterile church to me. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand people that just are able to go back to church and just still like, don't. I'm comfortable yeah. just watching it online, right? I think at some point, pastor called them out and said, hey, at this point, if you're able to come to church, you need to be in the house of God. Yeah. I just love a Sunday morning. Um, this is why I love the family of God so much. That's my fav- one of my favorite songs. Uh, sometimes Rebecca will request it for me at Freedom That Last. Um, because it reminds me of how good it is to be part of the family of God Amen. and have brothers and sisters, right? That we have things in common, things that are, are more important than who won the Super Bowl or things that have eternal consequence. Um, I will get to spend all eternity with, with these people, with these brothers and sisters. Um, you just pray like, hey, the person I don't want, that's not in my, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want, please don't put them on my block. Um, but we'll all be together. What a blessing to be with those who have experienced the washing away of our sins and the cleansing that he can only give. Amen. So, so to, to summarize, church is a community of believers that gather together to encourage one another, just as we read about in Hebrews, to exhort one another, observe the Lord's table, perform baptism, minister to one another, and most important, to carry out the gospel to the ends of the earth. But the question becomes then, how do you become a member of the family of God? Well, Jesus was clear about this. To become a member of the church, you must be born again. Jesus met with the the leader of the Pharisees, and his name was Nicodemus. In fact, uh, if you watch The Chosen, go go check out the Nicodemus episode, probably my favorite episode. That's that's mine. In fact, they just tweeted about this. I I followed The Chosen on Twitter, and um, they posted something about that episode. I was like, that's my favorite episode. I I tweeted back. I think they showed a picture of it. I think I saw it because you had retweeted it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It came on my timeline. Yeah, it's it's honestly a a really good episode. So shed some tears on that one. If you haven't seen it, go check it. So, so referring to, uh, to this, um, event, John three, three says, Jesus answered him, uh, Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So how do you become born again? That becomes the next question. Romans 10, nine through 10 says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Mm. And this verse is, I mean, it's just jam packed with the gospel message to confess that Jesus is Lord means that you are submitting to, to his Lordship. Uh, You are surrendering your will to his will. 
uh, you are repenting. You're turning from your way of sin to his way of righteousness. You're, it's believing and depending on the fact that Jesus was crucified, put to death, and rose on the third day in order that your sins would be forgiven and, 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 and is essential. And in short, that is the gospel. And the beautiful thing is that if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord and put your faith and dependence upon him, you can do that right now, wherever you are, whatever right, you are doing. Uh, I mentioned earlier, jo- Jonah cried out from the from the belly of a, of a big fish or a whale or whatever you want. I mean, he was at the bottom of the ocean and, and he cried out to God. God can hear you from wherever you are. And, and in, in fact, you, you could pause this episode right now. And you could lift your voice to God. And just as, as that verse in Romans says, you can confess with your mouth that, that you uh, believe that the Lord died, was buried, and he was, he was risen again to forgive your sin. You could do that right now where you're at. That's right. You can do that from anywhere, Ben. And that's uh, Pastor did a message a couple of weeks ago about being right with God right now. And we kind of had that in Freedom at Last. And I believe I wrote a devotional about that, um, about, you know, immediate. You can get restoration to today, tonight, this second. Right. Um, and just talking about, so let's say you become born again, right? And you become a believer. And um, just like the, the the church in Acts, right? Acts 2, 46 to 47, it says, and they continuing daily with one accord. So they were all united mm. in the temple and breaking bread from house. I like that part. And breaking bread from house <laughs> to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So God was daily adding to this membership mm. here as they met together and they were in one accord. And God is the one who adds to the church. Amen. And it right. is a beautiful thing when you people join in the body of believers and adds their gifts and talents to the church. And we get to hear the testimonies uh, from people and just some of them are pretty amazing how God led them there or just their testimony of how they came to know Christ or maybe they did know and how he brought them back. Um, and restored them. Uh, it's a great, great to hear that. I, yeah, I love testimonies, and I know some people feel like, well, you know, I was, you know, I was four years old when I got saved, so I wasn't necessarily, you know, drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes. And and I get that, but the reality is, whether you were in that position or not, whether you got saved at twenty six or four years old, you were still on your way to hell. You were still on a trajectory to eternal death, an adoption, and God saved you out of that. So. It doesn't matter if you think your testimony is you know grand or not. Your testimony matters, and, and it's um, it's powerful if you if you tell it. Amen. So the next question becomes, what is the purpose for the church? Oh, and honestly, this is a loaded topic, okay? <laughs> because there are there's several functions of the church, um, you know. And I love this verse, and I I feel like this verse is kind of the blueprint for the church uh, as it's defined in the book of Acts. And Acts two forty two says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. And the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. And I read the breaking of bread, bro, and I'm just like, I think, uh, let's go to, you know, Graziano's or whatever. I'm thinking of breaking bread tonight. But, I, you know, a lot of commentaries that I read, it's it's referring to uh, the ordinances, uh, the Lord's table and such. Um, but the apostles' teaching was was God's word. And 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 it, essentially, it's, it's Jesus' teaching, right? Because Ooh. the apostles walked with Jesus. They were... Uh, they were sent out by Jesus. Okay, so they had they had the main teacher. They had the teacher, the master. Um, and reading and meditating on God's word is essential for Christian growth and becoming more like Christ. In fact, we were just talking about this tonight. We were talking about you know what do you think the you know the the, the percentage of uh, people who attend church uh, are you know 
where are they? You know, are they are they Bible literate? Do they do they read the Word on a daily basis? Do they do you know daily devotional type stuff? And and we were kind of talking about some numbers. We I don't know how correct we are, but I, I kind of tend to think it's a lot lower than what we would expect or what we would hope for. I think you said what 50, 40% and I was more like 25%. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not good, right? No, that's not terrible. good. Um, I mean, I, I try to read every day. Do I get it done every single day? There's days where I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to hide that, but it's, but it, 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 I know when I'm not reading it, I know that I'm not walking in the spirit and temptation sure becomes a lot easier to fall into. And, and there's, there's many verses that we could look into to support this. Uh, but this, this verse acts two forty two, kind of sums it, sums it all up in my opinion. There's, there's other verses I think we could, we could use to support all kind of the, you know, the function of the church. Second Timothy three says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. So basically what this is saying is that scripture is all you need. I mean, the, the scriptures, if that was the only book, that's really the only book you needed. I mean, if you had, you know, I know back back in the day they had you know other 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 books, Socrates and all of these other philosophers and stuff. The Bible is the only book you really need. I know we have today we have commentaries and we have you know books about this and that. And I know we're going through a book in Freedom That Lasts, which is a great book by the way. But if if you were going to study one book, this is the book that you should try to become a student of. Amen. Sola Scriptura. Sola Scriptura. Amen, brother. The breaking of bread. Uh, uh, this is, you know, again, ordinances like the Lord's table, and it's important that we keep the gospel of Jesus in our forefront. And so, when we when we go take the Lord's table, I know that churches do it differently. I know some churches do it maybe, I don't know, weekly on a weekly basis. I, our church in particular does it once a month. Um, uh, and the, the the Bible says to do it often. It doesn't say it doesn't give you a a calendar for this, right? Um, but I think we need to keep this in the forefront because this is a fo- this is a focus. How it keeps us focused on the gospel, how it keeps us uh, humble before the Lord and and what He's done for us. I, I mean, you think about the children of Israel when they crossed the Jordan, they they put those twelve stones up as a memorial so that they wouldn't forget what happened because that's what happens. We forget. We we're good forgetters, like Pastor says. And and then then it talks about prayer and prayer. I believe is is the engine for the Christian life. Um, prayers, what helps build our relationship with God. It increases our faith and it builds care for other people too, because you're mostly praying for people, right? We pray, we pray for each other. Um, and I gotta be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm not always the best prayer warrior. Um, I, I try to pray in some, some, some days I'm, I'm more prayerful than other days. Some days I, I remember better. I have an app on my phone that, um, will, will, uh, basically give me prayers throughout the day for different people. And I've got a, I've got a list of people in my prayer app that I pray for. And I try to pray for them when it, when it appears or in the morning, I'll just go through the list and just kind of do it in bulk or whatever. But uh, I think that the point is here that like Paul said, we should be praying uh, without ceasing. Um, what does that mean? I just think it means we ought to be thinking about it throughout the day. Maybe not every single minute, because obviously we, we wouldn't get anything else done, but I think we should have that in our forefront too. We should be thinking about other people and praying for their needs and, and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. I think when I hear that verse, pray without ceasing, I think it, to me, what it means is it's at the forefront of our mind. So when we are prone to worry, when we're prone to complain, when we're prone to seek, you know, ungodly counsel, that prayer should be the first thing we think of, not like, I can't do anything for you, brother, but I'll pray for you as this fits say in emergence that gets, uh, it's not the best thing, but uh, I'll give it the old college right, try. Right, right. Uh, it, it is uh, the most important thing. Yeah. 
Um, so in James 5, 14, 15, it talks about those that are sick. So what do you do if you're sick? Uh, you're facing maybe cancer or you have a, 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 an illness that you need you want prayer for. And this verse says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Hmm. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Um, sadly, our prayer sheets are filled with those who are sick, right? Our need of healing because the body breaks down, right? That's just the natural consequence of life. Uh, sometimes poor choices that we make in our life. Um, but we have the opportunity to pray for one another. Mm. Um, just as we break down, we all need prayer for what ails us. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you live long enough, you'll find something that ails you. Uh, and I speak, you know, there was a lady that came to freedom at last and um, she's dealing with cancer and she actually brought me oil. And uh, she just said, hey, you know, if I ask you to, if somebody comes in here asking for prayer, um, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not a pastor, but she's like, this verse doesn't say it's a pastor. I don't, I mean, I don't know if I'm an elder. I don't know what what, what constitutes that, but I think it's biblical to 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 pray over someone with oil and, and put the oil on them. And Absolutely. remember at uh, the church I went to when Rebecca and I first got married, um, we used to pray over people that would ask for prayer and we'd get the deacons would put hands on them and put oil and put them on there. And I think it's very biblical to pray for those that are sick. That's what the Bible tells us to do Amen. in James. Yeah. Uh, Acts 12, 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And it wasn't, it doesn't talk about individuals per se, but it talks about individuals together. The church um, met and, and be, you know, beseech God on his behalf. Um, we were speaking over breakfast, right? How we missed these, those Wednesday night prayers that and, uh, yeah. meetings when we had. And I know they still do Wednesday night prayer with men. It's just, it's just not the same. Uh, we used to have a challenge and then, uh, you know, brother Carl, you know, make his, his remarks and he just kind of add to the, to the yeah, message. Yeah. Um, and then we get into groups to pray. And this is how, when I first started going to church there, I met a lot of people. And that's, I think the first time when I heard about your prayer request, you know, for your dad to be saved and, um, just put it on my mind, like, okay, this is, you know, a need that you have. And we met a lot of different people in those days. Um, and we got to hear a lot of prayer requests and that's like, I know Charles as well. Um, I think of FTL and that the last part of our group time where we get together and we share a request and throughout this week, I can think of those in my group and the requests they shared. And when God brings them to mind and that's prayer without ceasing, right? When God brings them to mind, you stop and you pray for them. Um, and this is bringing our petition petitions to our heavenly father and said, Hey, we have a need and here's our need. And that's that only that happens in the church. You can have church in the mountain, but nobody's praying for you, but yourself, right? Right, right. Um, when we can get a group of brothers to say, Pray for me. And the prayers of a righteous man, right? He tells us availeth much. Amen. And, and and there's benefit to that, right? I mean, we by praying for somebody else, it it built it's kind of built in, right? Because you begin to be vested into that, right? So now you care for that person in a sense, right? I mean, because now I'm, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, you know, and I see you the next time, hey brother, how's this how's this thing going? Like, you know, you're you're vested. So you want to know, you want to see if God's answering the prayer. Um, and, and it's cool when you tell the person you're praying for them too. And it builds that like, Hey, wow, this guy cares for me. He's praying for me. So it builds a relationship almost. Uh, and then we can rejoice, right? When that prayer is answered. Amen. And like, Hey, I was praying specifically praying for that for you. Right. And right. wow, to see God work. And we've heard a couple of testimonies in FDL too, of a man that how God worked and people were praying and, uh, praise God for those, uh, those great testimonies. Amen, brother. We are going to take one more commercial break, and uh, we will be back. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. 
Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115. And we are back. So uh, again, going back to the uh, Acts 242, uh, talking about Christian fellowship. Uh, Man, Christian fellowship is extremely important. If you are not surrounding yourself with God's people, then you are opening yourself to to be drawn into the cares of the world. Uh, we were just talking about today, um, you know, some seniors in our in our uh, our Christian school, you know, and this is this is the last few months in in the senior high, uh, and especially in the youth group, and um, it's sad to see uh, kids at that age just kind of fall off the map. I mean, with regard to church, I mean, they just. I th- I think I read a statistic one time, and it's like sixty percent of wow. high school students will just fall away from the church at mm-hmm. that point. Um, and, and and a lot of it, it it's it's just put surrounding yourselves with Christians. And I know, you know, when you're at that age, and I know probably what it mostly is is you you get out in the secular work work world, and you meet people that are unchurched and non-believers, and man, they they start talking about how fun so such and such thing to do is, and you start hanging out with them, and before long, you're you're in the one, ditch. You're one foot out the door, and you're out. Mm. You know. Um, and it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long for someone to fall and to be consumed with the world. It really doesn't. They say it's a slow fade, and sometimes it, it can be. Um, but I, but I honestly think it. I mean, it can happen in a week. It can happen in two weeks. I mean, it's it's, it can happen quick. I mean, it, it, the Bible's clear. Satan is a roaring lion, and he's seeking whom he may devour. Um, and that's that's the whole point of that. And part of being uh, in in Christian fellowship and a member of a local church, uh, the, the one of the. Uh, the really good good thing I think it's a good thing. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of built into it is is accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have accountability, um, uh, it's not good. It's it's a it's 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 accountability is very important in a Christian walk to prevent error, it, 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 to give you a motivation to continue in the Christian walk. Um, and this is what's cool about having uh, having relationship in the church, not only with your pastor because you're accountable to your pastor, but you're also accountable to your to your brothers in, in Christ and. And if you're, you're, you know, in, in error or in sin and your brother calls you out, well, now you've, now you've got a decision to make. Are you going to repent and confess and, and get back on the right track or be what, that scorner? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so accountability is very important. You can't have that when you're living up on the mountain. Amen. Proverbs twenty seven seventeen says iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. And I, and I believe this is true. I know like, like Sasso mentioned a, a few minutes ago. We used to do Wednesday night prayer, and this is where I built a lot of relationship with other men in the church, and and this is kind of this verse reminds me of that because it was ironing sharpening iron. We were not just praying for each other, but we would share maybe what the Lord was working on our hearts. This is a lot oftentimes what we do in Freedom That Lasts too when we go into our small groups. What's what's the Lord working on you uh, this week, or how's He working in your life this week, and what are your prayer requests? Mm. Um, and this is one of the reasons I really like FTL is because we have that small group. It has that feel mm-hmm. of the Wednesday so that nights Wednesday night that yeah. we used to have. Um, Proverbs twenty nine fifteen says the rod and uh, reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. We were just talking about this tonight, but I also think this applies to adults. That's right. If you leave an adult to himself, he's going to bring his mother shame or he's going to bring somebody <laughs> some shame. Mm. Um, you, you can't just be left to yourself. You have to have that accountability. This goes back to accountability. Um, being part of a community of believers is so that we can 
Uh, we can bear one another's burdens. We can weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, I can think of, um, you know, when we had, uh, we had a tragedy in our church in 2009 and, and we had multiple church members, including one of our pastors who mm. uh, tragically died in that accident. And it was a time of, of just sorrow uh, in our church. Um, but I remember like uh, we had people just spontaneously around the church, just we'd, we'd gather and we'd just pray. We'd pray for each other, pray for, um, pray for the, the widows that, you know, were new to the, the widow club, which is uh, very difficult. I mean, there was, there was children that lost their, their father. Um, and so we, we prayed for them and we tried to, you know, weep with them. Um, and it was just a, it was a difficult time, but I feel like the, the community uh, really was drawn together at that, at that time. Galatians 6, 2, uh, hear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Romans twelve fifteen. rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Um, and then we, we talk about um, spiritual gifts. Uh, you know, and I believe that everyone who is a born again believer has spiritual gifts. Um, I'm sure there are some that maybe don't <laughs> believe they have a gift, but they do. Uh, spiritual gifts are for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul spoke about these gifts uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can go and read the whole chapter. I'm going to read segments of it uh, right now, but uh, it's, a, it's a really good chapter talking about gifts. And 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 5 says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, service but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all all in everyone. So this is why I say everyone has a gift because it says it right here. It says in all, in everyone. Paul in this same chapter went on to talk about the body of Christ. Okay. This is, um, this is, this is sort of going to be a long stretch of scripture. Uh, so just kind of hang with me. Uh, first Corinthians 12 (laughs) verses 12 to 31. Uh, it says for, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, So it is with Christ for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaved or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body that would make it, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, that's kind of, that's kind of weird to think if your whole body was an eye. I see where, you. Where would be a sense of hearing? If the body were an ear, that's even more weird. Uh, where, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If, it were, if all were a single member, where would the body as it is there are many parts yet one body and it talks about unity here too when it's just talking about you know being being one one of one body i mean it's, it's speaking of the unity there and they all the body parts function together and we have to right that's how we work that's exactly how we work yeah we're one the left one. hand doesn't get cocky and right yeah. <laughs> what's up bro stop it <laughs> So, and then, uh, so I'll continue on here. The, the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor, nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. 
But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that that there may be no division in the members. I'm sorry, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. Again, you know, you reap with those who weep, you rejoice mm-hmm. with those who rejoice. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. So again, you you have you have gifts. You or it might be multiple, you, or you have a gift. But everybody, everybody has has a gift, and everybody has a place within the church, the church body. Amen. So, what is the what is the mission of the church? Um, you know, most we talked about this tonight. It's kind of interesting. Uh, we talked about a lot of these things tonight. I don't think it was planned. It's really, no, we it's just really came weird. into our conversation. <laughs> it's so really weird. Pizza and wings will do to you, Ben. I guess so, man. Pizza, <laughs> uh, gotta love it. <laughs> so, most secular corporations they have what you would call a mission statement. Okay, it's it's used by a company to and to explain it in in, in simple, concise terms. Its purpose, or it's the company's purpose or purpose is for being like it's. Existence. Why does why, it exist? Why? What, what's the purpose of the company? Mm. And in the same sense, the church also has a mission or a purpose, or in this case, I will talk about its purposes. Um, and I believe the primary mission of the church is to further the gospel by making disciples. So Matthew 28, 19 says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so this is the great commission, uh, you know, uh, verse, right? It's talking about taking missions or doing missions or taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Um, and as, as we are one in Christ, a body of believers, our purpose for everything should be to glorify Christ. So this is, uh, this is a, a difficult call. However, we are, are to glorify God in everything. I know it doesn't always happen, right? We don't always glorify God. I mean, we, we mess up. I, was in the parking lot the other day and I got a little heated about a situation because somebody sort of cut me off. But um, this is just where we where we fall short. Right. Um, But but we should be our purpose should be to glorify God. Ephesians uh, chapter one, verses 11 and 12 says in him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsels of his will, so that we who were first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And then this was our, when I went to uh, grade school through the eighth grade, this was our school verse. Um, and then there was a song, weather there for you. I won't get into it. Forgive my singing. <laughs> but it was we made a song out of it. And we just, it became so... Um, commonplace to me, but just thinking back on, I mean, that's a pretty powerful verse that in all things um, that we do, that we do it to the glory of God, um, which is the mission of the church, that the glory and honor of God. Um, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, it says, now unto him, talking about Christ here, that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. 
Amen. Um, and I've heard Brother Craig, he's prayed this prayer and he said this verse. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's pretty powerful that to him that is able to do all that we ever ask um, according to his power that worketh in us. What a powerful verse. Mm. Um, I, we've been in the nursing home and he's, I was like, whoa, you know, he busted that verse out. I was like, wow, that's a great verse. Uh, God has to get the glory as he does all things well and all things are able to be done through him. Um, and I think about pastor, how he talked about the church and how God provided the organ. I'm sure you've heard that and how God provided the, the funds for the piano and the chairs and how we just like those tiles we spoke about earlier and how God provided that money to pay off the old building. So we could go to the new building and build a new building and have one service and we could be all together. And then how God had, and I think in four years he talked about how God paid for that new building, um, and the church is debt free. And these are all things that God has done um, and blessed our church. A very, um, I'm usually coming from poor churches um, where I remember when I was a staff member, uh, we would count the offering to make sure we could get paid. Um, and you know what about those days? Uh, we never worried about not getting paid. We knew that that money would be there. And it always was. God always made sure the cruise of oil never failed. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. and, and here in our church, he's kind of give us, uh, given us abundance and allowed us to, and I think that comes from having faith in God and, and trusting God and doing things on God's time schedule. And pastor talked about how just different things that he wanted to do and God put the brakes on or God didn't give a vote to hundred percent. And so he stopped and he waited and he prayed and he asked, um, and what a great God we have and all things that he is able to do, even eliminating, I think it was like what, $1.8 million in four years. It's pretty incredible when it $350,000 or something like that from the old building took a lot longer than that. And God has just provided to our church very abundantly. Well, and it's amazing because when we did not get the vote, yeah, like you said, we had to pay off the old, old debt. That was part of the problem that we didn't get the vote. We had to pay off the, the uh, old mortgage. And I was, when I saw that, I'm thinking, man, this is going to take forever. And pastor would talk about, that'll take us a year. And I'm just like, that's a lot of money though. You know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, and God did it. I mean, it's amazing. He, I mean, he not only paid off that debt, but yeah, here, here we are. We're debt free in our building. And to, to his praise and glory. Amen. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to finish up with, uh, challenges in the church. So, so like anything, uh, in life, there's, there's challenges. Um, especially it's funny. Uh, I remember, uh, pastor Waycaster used to say, you know, if it, you know, the, the ministry would be great if it wasn't for the people. And it's funny because the, the <laughs> those red button people, Ben, the ironic thing is the ministry is the people. So that's right. Know, Amen. If you're a pastor, you probably got that. Um, so so my question to you christian is do you go to church just to receive um i mean don't just go to church to get fed without serving others and you know there's the old adage where 20 percent of the church does 80 percent of the work and interesting another topic we talked about tonight well amen that's true that's true and it's it's very it's very important to learn and grow in christ but it's also important to serve in the church amen um you know it's it's important to not just be a consumer of church uh, but to serve your brethren. It's funny, it's also mentioned the online church thing, and it's true. I mean, it's convenient, right? Because you can you can re- literally roll out of bed. We did the same thing. We were watching, you know, online church in COVID, and we were in our pajamas drinking coffee, And uh, but you're not serving. You're not doing no. anything. You're just consuming. You're just watching. No exhorting there, Ben. No, there's there's no... And so, so part of it is to, to serve, serve the brethren. I mean, Jesus was our primary example Amen. in this in John 13, 12 verses, uh, sorry, John chapter 13 verses 12 and 15, through 15. 
Uh, it says, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash who? One another's mm. feet. Serve each other. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. So Jesus was giving us an example here that we need to serve one another. I mean, it was the master, you know, cleaning the disciples' feet, but but he did say and here, he said, I, mm. I'm teaching you, you need to be washing one mm. another's feet. And I don't think he meant it in a literal fashion. Some people think that, I mean, some people actually do this as an ordinance, I believe, in some churches, but I believe here it's really just Come talking on, about bring ministry. It. <laughs> yeah, you're like, here's the foot, bro. <laughs> my wife won't even wash my feet back. No, sir. <laughs> and I think another challenge, and this is, a, this is a big one, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, uh, another challenge is dealing with difficult people in the church. I mean, this is this is bound to happen because there's just some people that are difficult. And, and who knows? I may be difficult in some aspects of life, too. I might be somebody's red button. Oh, person. I know that for sure. Like I'm <laughs> on top three somebody's list <laughs> so, or several people. So this is this is a tough one, you know. Um, uh, I, and it's funny. I know there's some people that probably immediately come to my mind, but I know that I'm I'm probably I'm probably difficult for some people as well. Hold on, let me close my eyes. Yep, I see them. <laughs> oh boy. But but if we look at the scripture, Jesus is clear about this in the book of John. John 15, 12 says, This is my commandment. It's a commandment. Okay. So we mm. we could be in disobedience. It says that you love one another as I have loved you. Um, you know, and, and I, I think that. It's difficult, but we we must obey. If we were to obey the scriptures, if we were to obey the, the the scriptures in its entirety, I think it's very important that we obey His commandment, and it is to love one another. It's it's not easy. It's difficult, but it's required. And man, if you look at there's another verse. This is my command that you love one another that your joy may be full. And if you love people, your joy is full because I think of my father in law, and that's kind of what he was. He's very personable, very friendly, uh, very outgoing. Um, and you can see the joy of the Lord on his face. And he, that's I, when I think back about him and, uh, I told Rebecca, I was at the gym and I sent her a song like, uh, classical that I was listening to that. I, I mean, it was very like, I love, I love that song and I sent it to her and she's like, you're like my father in the good ways, you know, uh, she's being funny. And, and that's what I said. Like if I could be half the man he was, I would consider that a, a tremendous compliment. Um, and that's what I remember him and he had the joy of the Lord and I, I truly believed he loved not only the brothers and sisters, but he loved people um, as God has commanded us to love um, one another. And it's just a powerful picture that I, that I think of him. Um, and that's if we loved everybody like that in the church, how much joy would we have in the church? And sometimes you see those grouchy Christians on Sunday, right? And kind of put a frown on their face and like they're whatever, something really bad's going on. I know we are going through uh, hardships and things and there's people hurting, but there's also like we're, we've come together and to love one another and what a powerful truth and our joy is full. Amen. Um, so Ben, we covered a lot of things in, in this podcast, right? We covered a lot of the importance of the church. And, um, but I think the most important thing is that you will be, when we will be called away with the church when he comes back, we are his bride, right? The church Amen. and he's coming back for us, right? He's Amen. coming back and he gives Amen. many verses in there where he talks about, uh, the, the virgins that the, their lamps and, uh, the church was not full and he called people to attend the wedding and come that my house may be full. And, um, he gives very, very many parables where the church is not going to be full like he had wanted to because he's not willing that any should perish. So are you going to be in that group when you, when he raptures us up? Mm. Are you going to be left behind? Like the series um, that was written of those several books. 
Um, that's one. That's the most, the most important question. The second important question is: Are you part of a local church? Are you staying home? Maybe you're not even watching online. You're not doing anything, right? Do you attend regularly, or do you have a Sunday fun day? Or hey, that's that's a day for my family. Uh, I, I can't think of anything better you can do for your family is to have them in church um, under the preaching of God and you worshiping and doing what God has commanded you to do. So will you obey God and go to church this Sunday and be part of a body of believers? Amen. Or will you continue in just staying home? Um, and those have consequences as well, right? So does going to church have great con- good consequences? Not going has negative consequences. And lastly, um, are you maybe you are you're going to church. Maybe you're part of a local local body of believers. But are you involved in your local church? Have you retired from work and also retired from being involved? Are you part of a ministry? Are you serving? Are you maybe you're not washing people's feet? Maybe you're driving a bus. I know at our church it's a need right now. We need drivers um, because people are starting to come. And Pastor George has has asked us for that. Um, What can you do? How can you help out? Have you said, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know where to go. Well, maybe you can talk to your pastor and say, Hey, God has placed on my heart a burden to serve in this church. I guarantee you he'll find for you something to do. It's like when you're a kid and you say, hey, mom, I'm bored right in the summer. <laughs> like, oh, boy. You know what I mean? You got plenty for you to do. That's like that's a buzz where you don't say. You never say you're bored because they'll, they'll give you right. something that are bored, that's right? That's right. Same thing in church. Ask God, God, how can you use me in my local yeah. church? And tell your that's pastor, good. God, I want you to use me. I want to be part of your, your, your ministry of your church of the body believers. Do you serve others? Are you simply a self-serving person, right? Life is is dull and empty when you live for yourself, but it's so fulfilling and joyous when you live for others and you serve for others um, because that's what God would have you to do. Are you active in carrying out the Great Commission? Mm. Um, Do you live your life in such a way that others would want what you have? Uh, Do you tell others about the goodness of your God? Are you accountable to other brothers and sisters in the faith? And when you are accountable do you heed that advice? Uh, somebody asked me for advice today about a question they had answered the question and then they challenged me on my answer and I didn't even respond. And uh, so take that rebuke. If somebody rebukes you and if it's a godly rebuke, uh, change what needs to be changed. And then as we close, God help us to be active in his church and may we exhort one another even more as we see the last day approaching. Amen, brother. Thank you for that closing. And uh, if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I would encourage you to do that. If this is if this uh, podcast today has been a, a blessing to you, uh, would you just subscribe to the podcast? Uh, you can check us out at AbundantLife.fm. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, we thank you guys so much for all your support, for your prayers, and for listening to this episode. Amen. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye for now. See you. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at AbundantLife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.